following is a paid program. The views expressed are not necessarily those of the management or ownership of Score North, STP AM 1500. The following is a presentation of financial crisis recovery. Foreclosure, short sales, bankruptcy, credit card debt, job loss, depreciating home values, money management. Peace of mind when it comes to your finances seems completely out of reach under current conditions, but there is a way to achieve it. For the next 60 minutes, you're going to find out how to cover your assets. Cover your assets. Now, here's nationally renowned speaker and expert on getting you on the path to financial strength, Todd Rooker. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Cover Your Assets. Just came off the uh, show with Jason and uh, Mike Overson. Jason Walgrave and Mike Overson. Minnesota Home Talk. Been on the air for a thousand years. A thousand years. <laughs> Do that math. I heard the hundred like years. The second Crusade. I, yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, man. I was around then. I remember that. Uh, same, obviously. I was doing a real estate radio show. There you go. Well, I uh, I heard Jason. Well, the thing that really intrigued me, I always listen to Jason and Mike's show on my way in. Enjoy the heck out of it. Uh, really enjoyed uh, uh, Evan and, and, the, and the boys talking about where the Pilgrims landed. And, of course, everyone knows that's Duluth, Minnesota is where the Pilgrims landed. Everybody knows that. Uh, but no, Jason uh, brought up a particular property uh, that is an investment property. It's a five five unit property, and he said great capitalization rate, great cash on cash. And so, you know, if you were considering that property as an investor, the question would immediately be, oh, what is the cap rate? What is the cash on cash return? <laughs> And and if you and if someone told you that, would you even know what that meant? And how did they come up with that number? And would you know how to discern whether or not the formula that they're using is accurate or if the numbers that they're inputting into the formula are accurate? <laughs> so, you know, it's I'm only I'm, I'm, I'm illustrating or elucidating the point that. You have to know how this stuff works when you buy investment properties. You know, the other thing I talked about on their show just momentarily or a short time ago is the fact that investment properties, commercial properties, don't necessarily appreciate relative to inflation. Now, they do, but, you know, do not take from the fact that home prices went up by 12% from last year to this year, which, of course... Here again, what's in that formula? How did we come up with it? You know, last year I think they said median home prices were 280, this year they're 315. Well, look guys, if they keep building new subdivisions with properties that are 600,000 and above and Jason and, and Mike both made the point that you're hard pressed to find any new construction that's lower than say 400 or 450. Well, if that is the brunt of the of the new properties coming on the market, you can only imagine how that impacts the average. Um, and those average prices, those starter home prices, they're almost non-existent and not available. And so because of that supply and demand, simple stuff, 
those values keep going up, 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 and then you add to the averages. You know, it reminds me of mortality. Mortality is average death rate for a given segment of our population. If you were born in the 60s, 70s, 80s, whatever. If you were born in that area, then they, then they, then they tell you what your average mortality is. And that means out of however many thousands of people, here's what the average number is that people are going to live or die. And average means that half of those people are going to live less time than that. And the other half are going to live longer than that. It's not morbidity when you die. It's average mortality of, of how long people will live. Well, averages can be so deceiving unless you know what's going into that. And that's why, you know, whenever I hear those those numbers, I question them. Well, it's the same thing when you buy an investment property. It's, it's, it's the same thing when you invest in anything, isn't it? You have to know that. And if you don't have the power to discern how they're coming up with that number and why that number is valid for you or not, well, how are you making decisions, I ask? And additionally, when we talk about a good number, a good return on investment, my other question to that would be compared to what? You know, look, if you got your, if you got a hundred grand stuck in the bank, and you're making 0.25% interest rate, it doesn't take much to have a good return on investment compared to. And that really is how you should look at all investments, isn't it? Because you, you might hear about, you know, grandiose numbers and all of that. But at the end of the day, it's about doing the best that you can within your personal sensibilities or tolerance to risk. That's what that really means. You know, there may be high flyers who get great return on investment, but the reality is they're taking risks that you might never take. And moreover, when they take those risks, risk and, and, a, and a formula known as beta to determine downside risk versus upside reward and how far are you willing to go in terms of an upside potential while taking on the downside risk. Everybody has to look at that differently. And everybody thinks that they're, I don't know what, on a roulette wheel at Las Vegas and that's what investing is about. And those people... Those people are best suited to stick with the simple, you know, put your money in in a mutual fund, an index fund, a bond fund, whatever. Because if the alternative is that you're going to bet on it or you're going to gamble it, well, then it takes very little to beat that. And no matter what you think about yourself being a good gambler, that's absolute nonsense. You're not good at it. And you're only good at it until you're not, right? Until you lose everything. So the reality is with an investment property, uh, in some instances, it is a security thing. Now, I think that's a good thing. And why? Because I believe that real estate as a, as a product, as an investment, has a, a very strong inflationary hedge. You know, even more so than some of the things that you might immediately think of or gravitate towards being things like gold or silver or precious metals. Um, you know, and, and so you think about a home, uh, especially, well, you think about a home and you recognize, or you should, that it is, everybody needs a roof over their head. Unless you're going to push around a shopping cart and live in a cardboard box, most people are going to want to live somewhere. 
And that's why investment property, a roof over somebody's head who rents from you, is a very powerful thing. And in many cases, it's the last thing that they will stop paying. They'll stop paying everything else, their credit cards. They'll start doing anything that is discretionary. But they will, if if for fear of losing the roof over their head, they'll pay that no matter what. So I'm going to tell you, I don't care if... You know the 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 Chinese uh, determined that they're they're no longer going to accept you know U.S. currency as the reserve currency of the world, and oh my gosh, now we're we're in free fall, and oh my gosh, the 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 money, the the paper is worth more than the money. It's it, it, it's the dollars that are printed on it, and, and look, and I don't, and please don't think I'm saying that's going to happen, but even if it did. I own investment property. I own real estate. So you know what? I don't care if people are going to come over to my house to pay me by mowing my lawn and doing my dishes or if they're going to pay me with gold double eagles or I don't care what the currency is or what the standard is. They're paying me and they will and they will do that. Now you talk about things like gold and I say, yeah, but gold is gold is is a standard. Yeah, but remember something. Every form of currency, including gold, is only got value to the extent that we give it value. Don't forget that, that we don't even have a gold standard backing our currency. It is backed 100% on the good faith of the people who are using it who put value on it. They believe there's value there, and that's what gives your dollars value. Otherwise, you might as well just go, go burn them. <clears throat> so the reality is gold is the same way. <clears throat> and if you don't believe me, tell me what. <clears throat> if the If the economy goes to crap tomorrow... And you've got a bunch of gold bars, and there's nobody around to buy them. What are you going to do with them? You're going to eat them? You're going to warm your house with them? What are you going to do? What are you going to do with your gold bars? What are you going to do with your gold double eagles? And 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 if the economy goes bad, do you think that that on your way to work that week, you're going to be able to swing into the gas station and hand them gold double eagles, and they will have the currency exchange, and they'll know the equivalent, and you'll be able to do that? Because I'm going to tell you, I doubt that highly, Right. So as an investment in terms of security, something you can touch, something you can understand, and even though I'm throwing complexity into the understanding component, it is very doable by anybody. The complexity is not so great that you need to be a math major from MIT to figure it out. But you do have to do a little work. You do have to spend some time educating yourself. And again, as an adage, know your numbers, know your numbers, know your numbers. If you're going to buy an investment property, you got to be aware of what are the numbers as compared with everything else. Because there is good, better, best, and then there's crap. And it's pretty much the simple thing. So the ambiguity of buying an investment property, in my mind, doesn't really exist. Because once we get into good, better, or best, all I'm doing is comparing it against the other alternatives that I have access to. It's very simple. But if it's bad, I don't do it. Simple. And if you understand it, oh, that's risky. Yeah, it's risky because you don't understand it. If you can apply a formula to it and you innately understand that formula you've done it 10 times over you know that formula you can do the math in your head well then there's no risk anymore you push the risk right out of it so you know i I detest this you know these folks no offense who think that they understand business and they talk to all the other common people who don't understand business any more than they do and they all say well you know if you want to succeed you got to take risk it's not true, okay? 
you might be taking a risk as compared with good, better, or best, but you don't take a risk in, this sucks and I hope it gets better. I mean, you ought to be able to discern immediately when you're in speculation. When, when, when your potential return is based on speculation, that's something I want no part of. And for a lot of solid business people, they're the exact same way. I'm not interested in speculation. Well, you know, there's a new employer coming into town and I'm going to buy a whole bunch of real estate because there's going to be a a great need for real estate for homes in this price range. Yeah. Huh. Are you, are you sitting at the board meetings at when the, when the, when the urban planning commission accepts or rejects their, their bid to build in that area? Are you involved in the financial uh, situation related to that company as to whether they do or don't have the money to do it or will or won't qualify for the loan to do it? You understand how much speculation there would be in that and how ridiculous that would be and how easy and quickly you ought to be able to discern that that's not something you're interested in. So, I mean, this is, this is why I think people like real estate because it's, it's real. It's tangible. It's something they can put their hands on. And the irony is the number of people who believe that the most, what? The, the, the most, uh, solid investment there is, is their mutual fund or what everybody else is doing at work when the fact of the matter is they have no clue. They don't even know what the investments are. And frankly, the the, the investments are so diverse that I wouldn't know what they are in any, in any fund at any given day. You know, uh, there's money managers who are buying and selling every day within those funds with billions and billions of dollars and what percentage it, that new acquisition makes up of the overall portfolio. Uh, of that mutual fund, that overall investment assets under management. I don't know. So in addition to that, because there will be many that will do well and many that will do poorly, you have a substantially watered down investment. Now that diversification hedges you against risk. And that's a really good thing, especially when you realize that you have virtually no control over your money and you really don't have a freaking clue what they're putting your money into. So I get that. But for most people, that is the, the as opposed to what? The alternative. That's what it is. So am I saying that somebody should stop investing in those things? If they've got a qualified uh, retirement account, qualified money, as we like to talk about it, 401k, 403b, or you've got your own solo 401k or IRA, am I saying you should stop doing that? No, I am not saying that at all. What I'm usually saying is you have to do more than that. That's what I'm always saying. And you say, well, then I won't have any money. No, then you'll have to decrease your lifestyle or decrease your income or both to be able to have more money to invest with in the first place. Look, if you if you calculate a reasonable rate of return on the money that you put away very easily. You can come about what you're going to have relative to inflation. If you build, if, if you say, here's how much a hundred dollars or a million dollars is worth today. And if we apply this inflationary rate, 1%, 2%, 3%, and we go out 35 years, 25 years, 15 years, I can tell you exactly what it's going to take to have the same amount of money 30 years from now. It's not hard. And then if you say over that period of time, I invest my money and I get a six to eight percent compound return and I invest on a uh, once a year or once a month or or whatever. I can also tell you what that amount of money that you're putting in the actual amount of money coming out of your check over this period of time is going to 
turn into over that amortized monthly payments over that period of time. I can tell you that. And if you say, if you look at it, because ironically, when you do, most of the time you'll have stars in your eyes because you think that amount of money is so much money. Of course, nobody wants to tell you that if you build inflation into it and you consider what it would be in today's dollars, it's not nearly as impressive as you thought it was going to be. But, you know, when I tell you it's going to be a million dollars 30 years from now, but a million dollars 30 years from now has a purchasing power of, let's say, $300,000 in today's dollars, wow, now you're not so impressed anymore. But when you heard the million dollars, your your eyes glazed over and you were all excited about it. So you've got to know that. And when you you hear that it's only going to have X number of, of dollars in today's purchasing power, and that's depressing to you, something you'd probably rather not hear, then you say, well, what am I supposed to do about it? And I say... You have to have more money. And you say, well, I don't have any more money. So what else can I do? Well, I know what most people think. That means they're going to look to investments that have a higher rate of return. Well, if those investments have a higher rate of return, almost without a doubt, they also have a greater potential for downside, meaning that you could make a lot of money and you could lose a lot of money. So are you willing, from your own personal sensibilities, your own perspective, are you willing to do that? Because now you are. Now you are in speculation, aren't you? The deeper you get into the risk side, the deeper you are into speculation. And nobody knows what's going to happen in your lifetime. The irony about investing is that a lot of it, sadly, has to do with luck. When you retire, what's the economy like when you retire? I mean, if the economy's bad and the market is doing poorly and you need a certain amount of income to live and support your lifestyle every month, well, if the value of your investments are down, you're going to have to sell way more of those investments in terms of stocks or member units or whatever to be able to support that monthly lifestyle. And that means when the economy and the market recovers, you won't see as great a rebound because you had to take too many of your stocks just to support your lifestyle. Well, did you have any control over that? None whatsoever. That was pure luck. And what if, what if, what if you're, you're, you know, you buy into the, you know, uh, you know, day trading notion, you know, the online trading notion. And you are now not diversified and you're involved in one particular stock or three or five or ten and three of your ten are in a particular segment of the market, which takes a major hit because of coronavirus or whatever or a war or who knows. Did you have any control over that? Absolutely not. So I'm just going to tell you when Is there going to come a time when people don't need a roof over their heads? Just please explain that to me. Tell me, no matter what's going on in the economy, when are people not going to need a place to live? (laughs) So, and even when interest rates are low, there's still more renters than there are properties. Do you know that? Right now, there are. Market rents have not gone up nearly as fast as properties have. I'll grant you that. But market rents are still pretty good, and they keep going up. And when inflation hits or inflationary times, and I don't mean, you know, 15% interest rates, but I mean, you know, when, when interest rates go back to something that's, that's more in the normalcy range of, you know, 4%, 5%, 6%, when that happens, guess what's going to happen to market rents over time upon the renewals of those leases or those renters? They're going to go up. 
I love inflation. I want to buy properties before inflation hits because guess what happens? My monthly payment is going to remain the same on my principal and interest if I if I have a locked in 30 year or 25 year rate or whatever it happens to be. And although property taxes and insurance go up, my payment principal and interest won't go up, but market rents will go up. And because I've only got a small portion in that property, say 20%, my return on investment will be multiplied when the rents go up. An extra 100 or $200 on 20% on the property is an, an enormous increase in return on investment. And I have that leverage. So, I mean, I can talk all day long about how good this is. But if you want to increase your net worth, very honestly, there's not a heck of a lot out there where you're going to be able to do as much as fast with real estate other than owning your own business. But if you're going to own your own business, then you're in for a whole different world. And by the way, I'm an advocate of it. But you've got to know what you're doing there, too. I mean, I just met with a client yesterday for four and a half hours. And it was all about uh, being a business person as opposed to being a really good practitioner. You know, you're a great electrician. That's great. Does that mean you should own your own business? Not necessarily. Could you, could you start your own business, be in it for 20 years, and at the end result, when it's all done, you would have been better off staying in the union and be, being a union master electrician? <laughs> it's possible. It's also possible that you could have become a multimillionaire by starting your, your own electrical, uh, you know, contracting business or what have you. So, I mean, it, and it, and, and that means that you have to become a numbers person. That means that you're not focused on being the best electrician. And see, most people who start their own business, they are this thing. And they just assume that that means that they should start their own business. And the irony is that that can be an actual detriment to success in the business. Because if you want to scale the business and you want to take advantage of the American dream, and it's still available, and frankly, it is the machine of the American economy. At least it is still. (laughs) (laughs) We'll stay away from that. But for as long as they still make it doable for someone to start a business and scale that business and grow it, it's still there. But that doesn't mean that you're the best mechanic so you'll have the best shop in town. It doesn't mean that. You know, you'll be, you might be the best mechanic in town, but you're not going to have the best shop with 10 other mechanics working or four locations with 20 mechanics working. That's a different ball game altogether. And if you don't understand that and your entire self-esteem and pride is based on the fact that you're a great mechanic and you're the best mechanic in your business who where, where you employ four other mechanics, I'm going to tell you right now, your scalability is diminished dramatically because you're more focused on doing good work than you are on scaling the business. Now, that doesn't make the good work unimportant, but if that's your primary principal priority, then guess what? You're not going to grow. And you don't even understand the growth part. You only understand the do a good job and get people in and get people out. And that's all you understand. That's not a good business person. The reality is I could buy a mechanic shop if you're a mechanic and I would never want to be a mechanic. Now, being in that business, by virtue of being there in its day-to-day operation, I'll learn everything I need to know. You can, you know why? Because my money's on the line. Because my livelihood is on the line. But I don't want to be a mechanic. Because then I'm going to spend all my time being a good technician and making sure other people are good technicians. I instead want to look at the numbers and how to expand it and how to grow it and the different locations. And that's how I'll make money as a business person. 
Now, how many people who are so-called small business people, if you made, if you, if you superimpose that criteria on whether a person is a, a practitioner or a business person, how many people who think they're business people wouldn't be after you apply that criteria? And that's the reality. That's the reality. So if you don't have that, then real estate investing is probably the next best thing for you. But even here, being a good contractor because you build houses <laughs> does not mean you know anything about investment real estate. Uh, I insinuated on Jason's show, hey, do you know what the cap rate is? They look at you like you're like a deer in the headlights. Oh, no, no, they do know. Okay, so they're the rare ones. They actually know. So what is that cap rate? Oh, it's 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 eight. Okay, so what what type of cap rate are we talking about? And I say that because people have different ways of coming about it, and they're different formulas, and they're both right. But which one are they talking about? So then you take it a step farther and you say, how are you coming up with that? Because I want to know when you say a cap rate, is that the cap rate where you buy the property with cash and you subtract the operational costs and it tells you the return on investment? Or are we talking about the cap rate where we take the total purchase price and take the annual rents and divide it into it, in which case the lower it is, the better, as opposed to the higher it is, the better with return on investment? I got to know what they're talking about. <laughs> and most people don't even know the interchange between those two. So if you don't know that kind of stuff or how you derive a cash on cash return or the type of tenants that you're dealing with and the additional costs that you're going to have or how you're going to, how you're going to create value within a property and make it more profitable and exp- exponentially increase ROI. If you don't know those things, what are you doing thinking about investment property? Now you're right in the same boat you were before with a mutual fund. And frankly, that's probably a better risk for you than buying a property. Now, are these things hard to learn? No, they're not. But don't be lazy. You got to learn this stuff. Know your numbers, know your numbers, know your numbers. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. And I'm going to go through some principles and some concepts that you need to know if you're going to vet a property. We will be right back. Great Waters Financial specializes in helping you retire comfortably. When it comes to seeking retirement guidance, you don't need a salesman. You need an ally. Great Waters Financial doesn't have a hidden agenda. Their professionals at Great Waters Financial focus on what matters, your financial peace. Start planning for your future now and make your money work for you. Great Waters Financial is the official financial planning service of Cover Your Assets. For more information, call 612-360-2127 or go to greatwatersfinancial.com. Fix Auto has been the collision repair leader in the Twin Cities for over 40 years. Hi, I'm Matt Feehan, second generation owner. Our mission at Fix Auto is to provide you with the simplest collision repair experience anywhere. If you're in an accident and you need help, my team is here and ready for you. You can find us on the web at fixautousa.com. That's fixautousa.com. We are Fix Auto, home of the WOW experience. Hello, I'd like to talk with you about financial coaching. Traditional financial planners help you make decisions about stocks, bonds, and mutual funds with money you already have. That's great, but who helps you accumulate more money in the first place? Who helps you make day-by-day life decisions? Who isn't trying to sell you something? Like, should I go back to school? Am I wasting money on insurance? How to purchase and finance a car, boat, home, lake cabin, or investment property? How to start, manage, and sell a business? It's about making minor errors that become colossal mistakes and cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars over 
over your lifetime. The problem is that you're so busy pursuing your career that you're forced to make critical financial decisions that have a dramatic long-term effect on your finances without adequate research or information. Rooker Financial Coaching is like having a personal CFO for every decision. Don't waste time lamenting the bad decisions of the past or money that's run through your fingertips. Stop procrastinating. Call Rooker Financial Coaching, 763-559-3800. That's 763-559-3800. Call me today, Todd Rooker, 763-559-3800. That's 763-559-3800. Did your employer make you sign a promissory note when joining the company and now you want to leave but you're afraid your firm will pursue you personally for that debt? This is Jesse Keyboard from the law firm Parker Daniels Keyboard. I recently represented a client who had signed such a note and I was able to get them out of their $500,000 debt to their company, which allowed them the freedom to exit a bad employment situation and enter a much better one. Meeting our clients' objectives is our focus at Parker Daniels Keyboard, and in this regard, we win. Our experienced trial team of lawyers at Parker Daniels Keyboard have secured major victories in state and federal courts across the country and through arbitration. We have the legal expertise in all types of business disputes, labor and employment matters, real estate matters, shareholder disputes, financial transactions, security issues, and appeals. For wise counsel winning results, contact us at Parker Daniels Keyboard, a premier litigation law firm that provides efficient, aggressive, and innovative solutions to complex legal problems. Wise counsel winning results. Go to ParkerDK.com. He can lift a bus straight over his head. He can fly around the world in seconds. And he has the power to regenerate entire limbs. Okay, so Jason Walgrave isn't actually a superhero. But once you visit his website to find out what he knows about real estate, you may start to think he's superhuman. That's because at JasonWalgrave.com, you'll find absolutely anything you need to know about real estate in the Twin Cities. Whether you're looking to buy or sell your home, check out JasonWalgrave.com, the number one place for all your real estate questions. What are the first three letters in the word SMART? SMA. And SMA Exteriors and Restoration has made SMART affordable since 1994. As an LP Smart Side Master Level Siding Installer, a GAF Master Elite Roofing Installer, and as an expert in installing windows made in Minnesota, made for Minnesota, you're guaranteed to make the SMART choice. Call today for your free estimate, 877-SMA-TODAY, or go online to SMA2DAY.com. Finding a good banker and CPA are like having a good doctor or mechanic. You cannot fully appreciate the value they represent until you're in a pinch and truly need them. However, that's not the time to go looking for one. Instead, you want to position and strategize well in advance for a favorable outcome. CPA Arliss Cleveland of Arliss Cleveland LTD is the CPA firm you've been looking for. As many of you already know, if you're looking for a great CPA, Arliss Cleveland gets my highest endorsement. Arliss Cleveland LTD has now formed a strategic relationship with Village Bank, conveniently located in the Village Bank building, located at 9298 Central Avenue North, Suite 412 Blaine, Minnesota. You can also find Arliss Cleveland LTD certified public accountants and consultants by going to accountingoffices.net or by simply calling 763-786-0639. That contact information again, accounting-offices.net or by simply calling 763-786-0639. If you're a business owner, I have an ingenious opportunity for you. It puts business owners like you in contact with other businesses to barter goods and services without cash. With over 20,000 businesses involved, chances are we have the products and services you want. Barter dollars are the same value as real dollars, so when someone buys from you, those barter dollars can be used to purchase goods and services. 
You can watch our video by going to thebarterguy.com or call me at 952-856-8866. Again, that number, 952-856-8866. You're listening to Cover Your Assets with Todd Rooker. Welcome back, everybody. I got to tell you, you know... I listen to those commercials. I I am frankly so proud of my sponsors because these folks who are sponsors of mine, I I have known them for so long and worked with them and I have vetted them so well that I all I can think of is I wish someone had given me the names of these people or I had had a, a pocket full of people like this before that I could refer that I was so confident in the way that they would handle my my referrals i i, I mean I'm, I'm telling you you call any of the people that you hear on this show these radio show this radio show these commercials and i'm going to tell you right now you're 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 not going to be uh let down you're not going to be unhappy and by god if you are you call me and i'll make sure that's not the case and that you didn't fall through the cracks but you know i know you won't these are great people and I, anyway i just i feel proud to be able to to have them on and and have them as somebody I can refer. Anyway, so you know when it, when it comes to investment property, my son and I are paid retained with a with a healthy retainer uh, to fly around the country and vet multiple uh, unit properties that are typically in the one hundred million plus range. So when an, when this equity fund who's retained us is considering or has been has been uh, made aware of a particular property or they are interested or investigating a property they send us out and literally we walk the property we we look at all of the fixtures in the property how old they are how long they're going to last when they're going to go bad how much they're going to cost when they do and all of those things and that's on a hundred million dollar property. You might say, "Wow, that's that's wonderful." That's maybe you think that's impressive, or maybe you just think I'm an arrogant sob. But regardless, here's the the funny part: you might feel that that has nothing whatever to do with you investing in in a single family townhome across the street. But here's the thing: it does. It's exactly the same. It's just less zeros, and the formula that we use and the things that you must know are not dissimilar. They are the same. Now, there's some, maybe there's a few variations on that theme, but for the most part, it's the same thing. And that's the irony, is that when you're talking about that that big of a number, that many zeros, people, people have, there's the leverage in those numbers to pay people like us to do the research and to make good financial decisions. But average people think that their property that they want to buy as an investment property isn't the same thing. And why would they spend their money? Because they are, they're hell bent on being cheap and thrifty. And because that's the way they've been trained. They've been trained by people who, who are employees who don't understand anything. And that's how they think. And consequently, let's just be real clear. They make horrible. And I mean, unbelievably terrible decisions. So I'm going to give you an idea. When somebody wants to, says, Todd, I want to contract you, and I want you to teach me all about investment real estate and help walk me through investment properties and help me do it right. Maybe I've done it in the past and it hasn't worked out or it hasn't worked out the way I wanted to, and I know I've probably made a lot of mistakes, and I want you to teach me the language of, of this business so that I can do it well and do it right. Well, 
We do that all the time. I've got, you know, multitudes of people like that. That's why I asked Jason today about that property, that multi-unit, five-unit that he has. Because in fairness, I have clients who, if I like the numbers, we might be the buyers. So here's where we where we go from here. Here's what we teach people. First thing we start with is their home, if they own a home, versus an investment property and the dramatic difference between the two. We then explain commercial properties and triple net lease versus grocery lease. Um, uh, and then, of course, commercial property and the variation between the way the return on investment takes place, either through cash flow or through internal rate of return or both at, with a commercial property versus a residential property. They are very different. Next, leverage through real estate ownership, how that formula actually works and how they can see their returns go up and how they can calculate those returns and what they can reasonably expect while being conservative. Uh, residential commercial visibility, how important that is, what you need to be conscious of when you think something is in a good location or not. Long-term capital costs or NOE, uh, which is net operating expense, total net operating expense, calculating capitalization rates. How do you calculate them? Market rents, the Twin City rent revenue, where do you find them? How do you vet them? Um, residential capital rate, minimum six, eight, and explain a one-to-one equation. Now, these are all bullet points that I use when I'm meeting with people, and I have stories to walk through and formulas that I have the client right in front of me, right out in front of me. And if we have time, I have them write that formula out 10 times and start with the numbers and take it through its entire conclusion so that the person can see in their minds how to do it. Because when you say it the first time, even if you tell them the formula, okay, so here's the number you started with, you paid this much, blah, 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 and you take them through the numbers and I have them write it down, write down this number times point zero, blah, 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 and then take this number, then divide it by, and then this, 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 and I have them write that down right in front of me. Now, if they do it once... That's not enough. I want them to get so good at this that they can see these numbers unfolding, working them through their conclusion in their mind. You know, like doing mental math. And you don't get, you don't learn mental math by doing a formula on paper once. You have to do it over and over again so you can see the numbers, how you're, how you're, you're, you're calculating in your mind. And pretty soon you can do this stuff in your mind. Well, that's what I want a person to be able to do because when they find properties that are good, if they find, we're going to have to go through a lot to find good properties. They have to be decisive because if the properties are good, there's other people doing the math. And so you need to be able to do that quickly so that you can be decisive and say yes or no and write a purchase agreement if the answer is yes. Now, that doesn't mean you're buying the property, by the way. Just so you know, when you buy investment property, a a purchase agreement doesn't necessarily, even if it's accepted, doesn't necessarily mean you're buying it because now you have the opportunity to really dig into the numbers, but you got to know them right from the very beginning. So I talked to him about that. Internal equity increases. I explained that to him and show him how to calculate that. Commercial capitalization rate, how that works when you're buying an income stream. Commercial return is in cash flow purchasing an income stream. How do you calculate that? If I'm, if I got my money in an index fund or a, a, a dividend paying stock or or a bond, or an annuity, and I want to do better, remember, compared to what? You might say 6% return sucks. Well, what if I'm in a bond that I'm getting
getting 3%. Well, now I'm doubling the money. 6% is pretty darn good compared to 3%. Now, you may say 6% is not that great. Okay, well, if you're already getting 6% and you can do that consistently and you can plan to get that, well, then maybe 7 or 8% is better for you based on the comparison. So that's always the way it is, obviously. Um, commercial return is in cash flow, purchasing an income stream, as compared with residential, which may not have the cash flow, but may have the internal increases in value that creates an internal rate of return that you only get when you sell refinance. Uh, commercial real estate investing is a more sophisticated business, and I go through and I explain what that actually means, but ironically, I say that to people because they all think it's true. Commercial real estate, well, you know, I mean, that's a, I know that's a bigger deal. I'm just a small fish. Let me tell you what. Here's the irony. In many cases, the formulas that you must know to make a good decision on residential real estate are actually more critical with residential real estate than they are with commercial real estate, especially when you include that the commercial real estate may have a triple net lease or a two-end lease. Uh, these are the nets, um, one, one and two and three and triple net lease. Um, all of those things do away with some of the need for the formula because you're giving those things away to the, to the, tenant who's going to pay them so you don't have to worry about how that affects your cash flow and you can see your cash flow and the pure amount of money you make without the unknown of when or if and how much those things will cost so that's something you need to know um uh, national and local economy must be understood and monitored. You got to know about economic cycles. And if you're in commercial real estate, you got to know economic cycles really well because that determines when to buy and when to sell. And that becomes a more speculative business and dangerous unless, of course, you're already paying rent as a business owner, in which case it may make very good sense to own the location that you occupy and are leasing and maybe even have multiple tenants where they're buying you a bigger asset, which means it's increasing your net, which is your net worth. Operational costs, fussy features. If I'm going to buy an investment property, I might have numbers that on the surface look really good. However, when I look at the cost and maintenance of maintaining this property, it's not so good anymore. I got to have an eye for those things, not simply, oh, this is a really cute property. I'd like to live there. And then you go in and you fix everything up and throw away a whole bunch of money that you shouldn't on an investment property. It's not your house, folks. You got to learn this and make that distinctive difference. So, you know, I, I talked earlier about financial forecasting, long-term capital costs. Here again, you can have the numbers that work, but the amount of money that you think you're cash flowing has to be amassed to prepare, meaning that you have to escrow it. You can't touch it. You got to leave it alone because you got to learn this property, just like buying a used car. There's stuff that's on the verge of going wrong. You just don't know it yet. And so when those things go wrong, you have to have the money to be able to write that check. Unless, Otherwise, you're going to have to refinance your property or you're going to have to finance the cost of it somewhere, or you have to pull money out of your own pocket to do it. And now the cash flow isn't cash flow anymore. It was necessary just to have those things. Well, what if your so-called cash flow isn't enough to cover this major expense that's coming at you three years down the road, and you didn't even know it until it happened. And as a result, you were taking the cash flow. You know, your 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 rents are eighteen hundred dollars a month, and your payment is fourteen hundred dollars a month. So you had four hundred dollars a month. You thought. 
and you spent that money in your lifestyle. You had you, you bought a new boat or you did something else with the money. Well, now this thing comes to roost and now you got to come up with 10, 15, 20, 30 grand out of your own pocket. And if you had analyzed those things and financially forecast, I'm three years away from this. Here's how much I'm going to need to do it. Even though the numbers might have looked good at the onset, that might have been a terrible property to do that, to purchase, unless you were prepared to pull that money out of your pocket. You understand what I'm talking about here, folks? There's some detail involved in this. Do we know how to do it and to teach people how to do it? Yes, we do. Let's take another break and we'll come back and I'll finish up on some of the things that you need to know to properly vet an investment property. We'll be right back. If you're a business owner, I have an ingenious opportunity for you. It puts business owners like you in contact with other businesses to barter goods and services without cash. With over 20,000 businesses involved, chances are we have the products and services you want. Barter dollars are the same value as real dollars, so when someone buys from you, those barter dollars can be used to purchase goods and services. You can watch our video by going to thebarterguy.com or call me at 952-856-8866. Again, that number, 952-856-8866. I have trusted attorney Brian Aho for more than 10 years to work closely with me to resolve and eliminate debt for many of my personal and business clients. Aho Law Office is the go-to firm I choose because Brian has always been caring and compassionate with my clients while tenaciously fighting to retain as much of their assets as possible while quickly eliminating their debt. Brian's extensive experience and knowledge of bankruptcy law and willingness to fight allow him to resolve challenges and cases that many attorneys won't. Don't let other attorneys learn on your dime. Rely on the experience of Aho Law Office to help you achieve relief from your creditors. Competent, compassionate legal advocates providing the clarity to protect tomorrow. For more information, call Brian and his staff at 612-271-4047 or email Brian directly at brian at office.com. Again, that number, 612-271-4047. Hi, I'm Kimberly Nibo with the Kimberly Nibo Insurance Agency, serving the community for over 27 years. People tend to be most concerned with price. That is, of course, until something goes wrong. Then the only thing they care about is their coverage. My experience enables me to uncover every available discount. I could save you up to 40% while still offering the proper coverage for the people you care about. Call today for a free review at 763-571-6111 or email me at kim at kimnibo.com. Russell Williams Home Services is your go-to company for all your window cleaning, pressure washing, and gutter cleaning needs. Serving the greater Minneapolis metro area since 2007, we have the tools, equipment, and knowledge to properly care for your home or business. We offer competitive, transparent pricing and free on-site or online consultations. Our large workforce allows us to complete even substantial projects, such as apartments, schools, and assisted living complexes in a timely manner, often in a single day. To see our window cleaning pricing structure and a completely list of services we provide, please visit our website at cleanmywindowsnow.com or reach us by phone at 612-423-3059. Do you have enough to retire? Do you even know how much you need to retire? Great Waters Financial specializes in helping people nearing retirement get ready for their next big challenge. Great Waters Financial can help you understand how much you'll need for a comfortable retirement, how long your money will last, and what you need to do now to make sure you can retire the way you want to. You've earned a great retirement. Let the team at Great Waters Financial help you make it happen. 
four convenient offices in the Twin Cities. GreatWatersFinancial.com The Lone Ranger and Tonto. Yes. Laurel and Hardy. Oh, yes. Butch and Sundance. That's right. Turner and Hooch. Okay. Tango and Cash. Uh, all right. Starsky and Hutch. Uh, Itchy and Scratchy. Okay. Batman and Robin. Thank you. Got the idea. It's that every superhero needs a sidekick. That's why when Jason Walgrave needs help for his customers, he calls on Mike Overson at Leader One Financial. Find out how to get started on making your plan today at applywithmike.com because he's super. Laverne and Shirley. Exactly. Todd Rooker here to tell you about the most amazing jewelry store, Golden Treasures on 805 Grand Avenue in St. Paul. I've known the owner, Todd Gimble, for almost 20 years now, and at Golden Treasures, not only do you get more for less, it's the experience that you and your special person will feel when you walk in the door. Todd truly puts his heart and soul into creating your experience, regardless of how much money you spend. This is Todd's customer for life philosophy. Take it from me, there really is no other jewelry store. You can't go wrong with Golden Treasures in St. Paul. 651-227-2711. That's 651-227-2711. Finding a good banker and CPA are like having a good doctor or mechanic. You cannot fully appreciate the value they represent until you're in a pinch and truly need them. However, that's not the time to go looking for one. Instead, you want to position and strategize well in advance for a favorable outcome. CPA Arliss Cleveland of Arliss Cleveland LTD is the CPA firm you've been looking for. As many of you already know, if you're looking for a great CPA, Arliss Cleveland gets my highest endorsement. Arliss Cleveland LTD has now formed a strategic relationship with Village Bank, conveniently located in the Village Bank building, located at 9298 Central Avenue North, Suite 412 Blaine, Minnesota. You can also find Arliss Cleveland LTD certified public accountants and consultants by going to accountingoffices.net or by simply calling 763-786-0639. That contact information again, accounting-offices.net or by simply calling 763-786-0639. What are the first three letters in the word SMART? SMA. And SMA Exteriors and Restoration has made SMART affordable since 1994. As an LP SmartSide Master Level Siding Installer, a GAF Master Elite Roofing Installer, and as an expert in installing windows made in Minnesota, made for Minnesota, you're guaranteed to make the SMART choice. Call today for your free estimate. 877-SMA-TODAY or go online to sma2day.com You're listening to Cover Your Assets with Todd Rooker. We are back. So, I'm going to try to pick this up. So, cash on cash formula. And again, I want to say, you got to know these numbers. You know, you got to know these numbers. And this is what we teach people. So how do you determine and calculate cash on cash return? You may remember I said, when somebody gives me a number, I say, how did you come up with that? (laughs) They all love to throw out numbers and I say, great. So how did you come up with that? See, so when I say we teach people this, this is what I mean by that. We teach them to understand what's behind the numbers. You may be a business person. Well, let me give you a little example of this. As a business person, if you throw me your P&L, you need to understand that I want to know what's behind every one of the categories that you've got. So you may have expenditures or you may have payables or you may have whatever, but I want to know what are the things that you're actually buying or paying for with those numbers? And what is the formula that you're calculating with? If you don't have the accounting notes to determine how a person is arriving at numbers as opposed to just standardized accounting methods, which is what everybody thinks. They think they read the P&L and know everything. They don't because every business has the 
the ability, as long as they do it consistently, to use a different formula that is more beneficial to their business as long as they do it consistently. Well, that means that you could be looking at numbers on a P&L that are totally different in the way they're derived than what you thought. This is exactly the same way when it comes to investment real estate. And if you don't know how to calculate those numbers, when somebody gives you an end result number, a sum total, sum total of what is the question? So the importance of a well-crafted lease that has exit clauses that don't cause you to lose out when you write a purchase agreement, and have your purchase age, uh, agreement declined, but give you the ability to get out of a purchase agreement and get your, your escrow, your, your option money back if things don't work out as they were purported to be. You got to have a, a, a well-crafted lease. So getting a cheap one off the internet is not a good idea. But of course, if you're cheap and thrifty, you can't imagine doing anything else. And then it all goes sideways and you lose five grand or 10 grand and your lease that would have cost you a thousand dollars is forgive me pissing money compared to the money that you lost. Well, wake up, you know? So you got to understand this. Um, add value, increase rents. You're always looking for where could I, if I buy this property, how could I add value? How could I do things to this property or add fixtures or features to this properties to increase rent and improve the operations in so much as I can improve the leases relative to the operational costs? Mortgages 101. You got to know about financing. Every business's capacity to grow, even, and remember, investment real estate is a business. Okay, it's a business. Well, every business is limited in its growth with its ability to access financing. So if you don't understand how you're being looked at and how to position yourself to get financing and qualify for loans, then you don't know anything about how you're going to grow your net worth. You've got to know financing, underwriting, banking and assets. And then, of course, you got to be conscious of asset protection. We teach them that. Then we have to teach them money management skills because we want to know that we are, we are, we are spending an amount of money that when we're going to limit it to maintain a lifestyle that is not miserable and, and, and smart but a lifestyle you're okay with. So when we make more money, we have more money and then we're already excited and have designs on what we're going to do with that money. Credit and credit score issues. Your credit when you're an investor is not simply get a good interest rate on a house or a car. Your credit is all about expansion and growth. So your credit means way more to you as an investor and you need to know way more than the average person who says, well, I've got a 700 or 800 credit score who knows nothing about how they got it in the first place other than pay your bills on time. Because I got new for you. There's a lot more to it than that. What has been done to the property since it was purchased by the last buyer? Are there any city or county anticipated improvements, curb, sewer, road, pending approvals for commercial buildings or employers coming into the area? Uh, contact the local police department. Determine if, if or how many times they've been to this location or to this neighborhood. Is this delinquent ownership? Are these people out of state because they inherited the property from their mom and dad and it's gone to crap? Do you want to become a slumlord? What's the story? Can you improve the property? Is there value to be had? Are you? How much is tenant management in the area? You never want to manage the property, manage or maintain the property. It's an investment. I know everybody can't wait to quit their job so they can manage the property. It's a stupid plan. Hopefully you make enough money in your day job that you make way more than what a tenant management company would pay somebody else to do it. So why would you quit your day job when you make more money for time spent in your day job than taking on somebody else's job that makes all ultimately less money than you. Wow, it's amazing. 
So <clears throat> if it's uh, currently an investment property, wow, that means that if you're not converting it to an investment property anew, that means it may have two years of operational expenses and, and a rent roll. And that means that the ability to qualify means that you already can show that the property in and of itself will support itself in terms of the rents, and it takes less to qualify for that property. Isn't that amazing? So these are all just basic things you got to know. I've got a good friend, Aaron Goldstein, who who was for an equity fund. He purchased investment real estate for a large equity fund. This guy has an MBA. He's a CPA, and he got into the real estate business because, hey, he did it for all these other clients. Why not do it for me? And now he has a company called The Gold Group, which is a commercial real estate investment company. This guy knows all the formulas, but let me just tell you something about Aaron. He's amazing and he's rare. <laughs> all these things that I'm teaching you, these are all the things you got to know. You go talk to Aaron. If you don't have the language, if you don't understand the things I just talked about, you can't even have a meaningful conversation because he'll talk. You'll smile and nod and have no idea what he's talking about. Yet, you'll go buy a property. Wow. So, if you want to be successful in real estate, there is no question it's probably one of the best ways for you to increase your net worth and even create a legacy for your family and your kids down the road, not to mention teaching them good stewardship. So it's a tremendous opportunity. But listen, folks, you got to know what you're doing. And that doesn't mean that you have to go to school and get an MBA, but it does mean that you have to take some time and give it time, not when you have time, because when you have time, it'll never get done. That's the deal. You know, you got to actually carve out time. You got to learn this stuff. And, you know, the irony is when people pay me, they actually do it. That's the thing. <laughs> they actually do it. So if you want to be successful, love to be of help, whether you got me or not, these are the things you got to know. You got to know these things. Hope you enjoyed the show. If you want me to go through each one of these things, there's infinite detail in every one of them. Be happy to do it. Have a great weekend, everybody. Bye-bye. Hello, I'd like to talk with you about financial coaching. Traditional financial planners help you make decisions about stocks, bonds, and mutual funds with money you already have. That's great, but who helps you accumulate more money in the first place? Who helps you make day-by-day -day life decisions? Who isn't trying to sell you something? Like, should I go back to school? Am I wasting money on insurance? How to purchase and finance a car, boat, home, lake cabin, or investment property? How to start, manage, and sell a business? It's about making minor errors that become colossal mistakes and cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars over your lifetime. The problem is that you're so busy pursuing your career that you're forced to make critical financial decisions that have a dramatic long-term effect on your finances without adequate research or information. Rooker Financial Coaching is like having a personal CFO for every decision. Don't waste time lamenting the bad decisions of the past or money that's run through your fingertips. Stop procrastinating. Call Rooker Financial Coaching, 763-559-3800. That's 763-559-3800. Call me today, Todd Rooker, 763-559-3800. That's 763-559-3800. Zero, zero. This has been a paid program. The views expressed are not necessarily those of the management or ownership of Score North, KSTP AM 1500. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the sleep number bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? 
Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 smart bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 special edition smart bed. Plus special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.